is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening and welcome to a steaming pile of news wedged into a fat opinion omelette rolled up with love and sprinkled with comedy, then smashed to bits and eaten by a dog called amateurism. Uh, this is the Vinnie White Show on News Talk 1010. My name is Vinnie White. What can I tell you? That's what you need to know. Uh, oh, where am I? This week, live from... Barcelona! Yay! The same place where loads of people are being hospitalised by the police. I certainly know how to pick a damn fine vacation. Yeah, I'm alright, by the way. Oh, and thanks for asking. Um, but uh, there is loads of actually very interesting news from Barcelona, as I went out in the crowd today and found out what the hell is going on here. So I'll be putting that together for you later on. We will get a report on Barcelona. Uh, coming up on the show, Barcelona, what's going on? Trump kicks a defenceless child called Puerto Rico, then urinates on it for good measure because he has a heart made of barbed wire and dead rodents. We'll be looking into his latest goings on this week. And spam, what can you do about it? And are you getting a lot of it? All that coming up on Vinnie White Show, News Talk 1010. First though, I want to begin with a massive thank you to the Canadian police. Uh, whether you're listening to this in Toronto or anywhere in Canada, uh, of course you've probably heard that there is an investigation into possible acts of terrorism after multiple incidents in Edmonton last night. So to the cop that was doing traffic duties outside the stadium, I salute you, sir. Some giant sack of skin with a radicalised brain rattling around in it decided to use his vehicle to ram that traffic cop uh, who was just manning a traffic control barrier outside a stadium. Uh, he sent the officer flying into the air and then the oxygen-thieving loser uh, then got out of his car and attacked the officer with a knife before running away. So this officer, thrown into the air, attacked with a knife, taken to hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Non-life-threatening. Legend. Fantastic. Well done. So I salute you and the Canadian police involved in the, in the ongoing investigation. Don't mess with Edmonton Police at ISIS. They do not mess around. So let's start this week's news look back with United States President and professional full-time emotional roller coaster Donald Trump. Yes, he took a break from tweeting about people kneeling down being evil this weekend. He instead focused on being supportive to the people of Puerto Rico, which he no doubt just learned was part of the USA, possibly while he was attempting to ban them from travelling. Of course, uh, this week we saw him offer support by flying to Puerto Rico to assist with the expedient recovery operation after that devastating storm recently. Uh, he offered kind words of support as he and his friends did some repairs on Puerto Rico, really putting his heart and soul into bringing Puerto Rico back to how it was before. Or did he? I mean, did he though? Or did he do this? Go to a multi-million dollar golf club, paid for by his divided and angry population, and then over an 11-hour period, beginning just after 7 o'clock in the morning yesterday, Trumpkin hurled 18, yes, 18 tweets dealing with the dire situation in Puerto Rico following the devastation wrought by Hurricane Maria. Yes, that's what he did. He wasn't supportive. He didn't go there. He went to a golf club and moaned over the internet. Because it's Donald Trump. What's more remarkable about Donald Trump, also known as the Commander-in-Chief, also known as the most powerful person in America, 
is tapping out 18 tweets on a single subject in less than 12 hours. Not only did he do that, but they were negative, defensive, and more angry tweets. Dark. Darker than a hungry psychopath locked in a box with Pierce Morgan. He's just the worst, isn't he? It all began with Trump's slashing attack on the San Juan mayor, Carmen Cruz, who's become the face of the humanitarian crisis in Puerto Rico, thanks in no small part to her Friday interview on CNN's New Day, in which she angrily denounced attempts by the Trump White House to present the situation in Puerto Rico as a, quote, good news story. Yeah, he tried to frame it as a good news story. The mayor doesn't think so in amongst the devastation. Trump already worried about the perception that he and his administration, whatever's left of it, have uh, responded inadequately to the situation, responded to the mayor the only way he knows how, viciously. In one tweet, he said, The mayor of San Juan, who was very complimentary to me only a few days ago, has now been told by the Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. Yep, that was one of his tweets. He actually managed to make this storm about his popularity, which, I mean, even by him, that is an achievement. He is, without doubt, the single most awful person that's walked the earth in recent years. And I have considered Al-Bashad of Syria, Vladimir Putin, Vlad the Impaler and Piers Morgan. Here's a man, an orange man, that has spent more time on Twitter criticising athletes than he has Nazis. That's an actual fact. And of course, we need to look at his ever-depleting band of merry men. And where are they all going? Yet another one was lost this week. I can't even remember which one now. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. I think he was a billionaire, and I think he was in the White House. That narrows it. Does, that, does that narrow it down for you? Yeah. Anyway, his long list of people that have either walked, been fired, or just shot themselves. Actually, we haven't had one of them yet, but it's only a matter of time. Um has got even longer this week. Uh, Here's the list so far, by the way. I'm going to do the list of the people that have been fired or resigned in various different controversies. What were we, since, uh, yeah, January, okay? Since January, all right? Here's the list so far in my new feature called White House Musical Chairs. Who cares? So far, we have lost Steve Bannon, the chief strategist, a man with a face that could scare a partially sighted wrestler. Sean Spicer, he resigned as White House Press Secretary in July after realising he was an idiot. Anthony Scaramucci, the Communications Director, he was fired in July after just 10 days on the job after he opened his mouth and realised he was incapable of using it properly. Uh, Reese Priebus, a man who couldn't seem to get a vacuum cleaner through the US Congress. James Comey, he was kind of like the thorn in Trump's fatty orange side. Michael Flynn, a man who was more in bed with Russia than a set of Russian pillows on a Moscow bed. Sally Yates, the acting Attorney General, she is no more. She was fired by Trump in January after she ordered Justice Department lawyers not to enforce his immigration ban. One of the few that he probably shouldn't have fired, actually. Michael Short, the senior White House Assistant Press Secretary, uh, that no one can remember because you're still thinking about Sean Spicer, and why wouldn't you? He was funny. Walter Schaub, I think it was, I can't—I never learned how to pronounce his name actually, the head of the US Office of Government Ethics, because he made the mistake of having some ethics. Caroline Weil, she is no more, Trump's director of scheduling, she resigned in February after failing a background check. Or did he push her out? 
because he likes organising his own schedule. On the toilet, between angry, hate-ridden tweets, probably. Robin Townley, an aide, the National Security Advisor. This list is really long, isn't it? And Michael DeBruck, White House Communications Director in May. Thank God this list is over. And there's more coming, of course. It's almost as if uh, he should have a TV show where he actually fires people. Uh, yeah. To conclude, the fact of the matter is that he probably would have sent more aid and got things moving a lot quicker down in Puerto Rico if the mayor of Puerto Rico had said, uh, you've got great hair, you're really sexy, we really like everything you do, everything you stand for is fantastic, love the uh, wife's heels, you're super duper, love your tweets, big fan, big subscriber, think you're super duper, and uh, yeah, just that spray tan's fantastic. Couldn't, couldn't possibly say a bad word about you. Or indeed your fantastically well-run White House. Um, is there any chance you could send some aid down? Just and quite quickly, and don't let it sit at a port, because obviously we need to distribute it before cholera and typhoid set in. Is that all right? Great hair again. Good suits. I mean, who, who does matching pants anyway? I love the, the two-tone that you do. I'm sure, even if it is an accident, it's a great one. You're super. Please send the aid. We're dying. I think that's the only way you can do it. holiday and you find yourself in one of the biggest news stories in the world on that day. I came here with a friend of mine for a few days to get away. Always nice to be in Barcelona, the food's amazing, the atmosphere's fantastic. She has gone, she was always due to leave earlier today. I'm still here, uh, so I'm alone, but am I alone? Because I'm currently surrounded by a couple of thousand pro-Spain people chanting Viva La España and holding their flags. There's a lot of yellow and red and not a lot of blue. The very similar Catalan flag is being flown by a group of people probably not that far from here. There's red, yellow with that blue little emblem on it and a star are the colours of Catalonia and you see them all around Barcelona and you don't actually see a lot of the Spanish flag. The general, general consensus, if this election was allowed to happen, is that most, I think it's fair to say, Catalonians want Catalonia to be its own independent state. It's got its own language, it's got its own uh, identity, it's got its own culture, and arguably it used to be its own state a long time ago anyway. So that's what they want. They want to be part of the EU, no doubt but they don't want to be part of Spain. They feel like they make a lot of money and a lot of that goes to Madrid and the rest of Spain and what have you. It's, on a Canadian term, it's probably a bit like um, Alberta wanting to leave because they've got an oil patch, although the oil patch here is like a tourism patch and they reckon that a lot of it goes to Toronto and they don't get very good services out of it. That's kind of the consensus that we're looking at here. Now these, the Viva La España Pro Remainers, are, as I say, the minority, but you wouldn't think that looking at them here. There's a, probably about 50 riot police vans behind me, and there's a lot of riot police around me, hence me sounding a little bit more full of trepidation than normal. 
And um, as I'm walking through the streets here of Barcelona, there is one question that's hanging in my mind. Why? What was the point in all this? What in God's name is going on? How did it come to this? Well, quite simply, the answer is this. They wanted to leave Spain. They wanted to vote on that. They wanted a referendum to work out exactly what the numbers are. Do we all want to leave? What are we going to do about it and when? So the Catalonian government said, well, let's all go to the polls and have a referendum. All you Catalonians can go. We'll do it in schools like a normal vote goes. We'll do it in public buildings and we'll do it uh, with ballot papers. Usual shenanigans, right? And Spain said, no, you won't. We will get a cruise ship full of police vehicles and police from around Spain, mostly Madrid, and we will come to Barcelona and we will shut down absolutely all of those polling stations and we won't let you vote. And if we have to use force, we will. And they are. Not here, thankfully, and I'm not going to be part of it, I hope, but today, so far, there are 38 hospitalised people as a result of the tensions and violence that's going on as the Spanish police are put in a very awkward position of trying to stop everyone voting. It's very awkward for them because a lot of them are Catalonian and a lot of the Catalonians, as we say, want to leave. So you have a very peculiar situation. In my humble opinion, as Kofi Annan, no, as Vinny White, a man that doesn't know that much about it and clearly isn't Spanish, I would have to say this. Okay, so the vote was never gonna work because it's unconstitutional. Madrid was never, Madrid and the rest of Spain was never about to let Catalan leave. So let them vote. Because now it looks really bad. Because if there's one thing you don't want, it's images of the police holding back old people that have waited for this day all their life, sometimes with questionable violence, and giving Spain a bad name. It shouldn't have come to this. The money that's been poured into it, of just getting these troops, I suppose I could call them, here, all levels of police, just to try and secure Barcelona and the rest of Catalan. It didn't have to be this way and it could get even nastier. As uh, tensions rise throughout the evening, some of these marches, this one being pro-Spain, as I mentioned, could end up bumping into the pro-Catalan march, and that could get messy. So let's hope that it doesn't come to any more violence, but it just seems a complete and it, a waste of money, time, and resources for them to police an event that they could have allowed. It is a democracy. You don't have to allow the result of that referendum in my opinion, they should have allowed it because it's happening anyway and it's happening in a really messy way. However, having said that, it is quite interesting because Barcelona is full of tourists. So what you tend to find is a lot of very bemused South Koreans wandering around with bags thinking, I didn't know about this. And um, it all looks a bit scary. But being Spain also, you couldn't possibly shut the bars. Uh, they're all open and many people are just enjoying a beer and looking on rather in wonder at what on earth is going on. This is Vinnie White from News Talk 1010 live from Barcelona in Spain. Or, if you want, this is Vinnie White from News Talk 1010 live from Barcelona in Catalonia. You decide. They're trying and it isn't going very well. 
This is Vinnie White live from Barcelona in Spain for News Talk 1010 Toronto. And you were just listening to a report there from earlier today. Now, I'm in a studio and all very safe and sound here in Barcelona. But you know what? I don't think I'm going out. Things have gone from bad to worse since I filed that report. And now we've got reports of 500 or so people being injured as the police have become heavy handed. And frankly, if you want a bit of an opinion on this, bloody stupid. Handling people as if they're pieces of meat, throwing them around, women and um, women and older people as well. Absolutely unbelievable scenes here as I check the news here held up in a studio with a cup of tea. It's a tough life being a journalist. I'm really on the front lines. Um, yeah, really sad stuff actually as we uh, see so much police... I'm going to call it violence and brutality because they are clearly heavy-handed from videos I've been watching from the safety of this studio. It's absolutely undoubtable to me that there was absolutely no uh, no reason to use that amount of force. As you can hear, it's kicking off outside, and even though the thick walls of this studio, um, I certainly won't be venturing out, even though I'm getting quite hungry. Um, but don't worry, there's a mini bar. I was beside myself, and then... Whew, well, oh, found that little puppy and everything's going to be a-okay. Now then, let's continue and try and hear things from both sides. I interviewed two people. One is pro-Remain. He wants Catalonia to remain part of Spain. And one is pro-Exit, or what would you call it? Kexit? I guess. Sounds a bit sexy. So here they come. Two interviews back to back. The for and the against. Hello, this is Vinnie White coming live from a square in central Barcelona. And I'm in front of a sign that says more democracy. And the man next to me is uh, an English-speaking gentleman who will help me explain what's happening. First of all, hello, what's your name? My name is Luis, W-L-U-I-S. It's a Catalan name. Ah, and I presume you're a Catalan man. <laughs> yes, I am. So tell me, what seems to be the problem here at the moment and, and what's the political uh, situation? Yeah, the, now the situation is uh, more than 50% of population of Catalonia want to vote. But in Madrid, in the central, they don't, they don't want to vote. They don't like we vote. So the, this opposite on us. So we have yes, some problem. We won't be independent, separate of the rest of the Spain, yes, um, for culture. For language, we speak another culture, with, but basically for economic situation. Mm. I am economics, I study economics in university. 20% the GDP, Spain, yep, is, GDP from, yeah, yep. is in Spain, is from Catalonia. But you know what, what happened with the money we collect by that? We send to Madrid and then Madrid back to money, but not, not all the money. So ah. we, we, we have a public hospital, a public school with uh, no high quality. Why? Because no investment enough money. So if the money, we keep all the money, we can invest and we can progress more and we, we can go faster than now, economic speaking. In Europe, but, as, a, as a country, as yeah, your own country. Yeah, I've been in New Zealand, New Zealand, three million, and very developed country. Scandinavian, very developed. Holland, very developed. Why no Catalonia? Why... Madrid don't let us just give all change. One thing the Spanish government may say to you is, we understand your position, we understand that you want autonomy, we've given you some autonomy, we let you fly your flag, we've given you a small amount of parliament, but really, we built you an Olympic stadium, we've given you stuff. What would you say to that? No, 
No, the Olympic Stadium and many things with all money, with all money, with money, not right. with the Spanish money. They say, but this is wrong, it's wrong, right. it's wrong, it's lie, they lie, they lie, they yeah. lie. Men and women, just live together. But someday you wake up and you don't feel love, you don't feel anything for the next person. You understand? Sure. So the question is, why you must be together 24 hours? No. I'm not sure if that's a fair metaphor. Let's imagine you're the woman. Catalonia is the woman sí. and Spain is the man. Sí. I think the man still loves the woman, but I'm not sure the woman loves the man. Yes. yes. <laughs> sí, sí. If not, if not because the women have another man. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't, don't have oh, another woman. Okay. You've drawn a lot of attention to yourself today. You've got a sign that says, Yes, I am Catalan in bold capital letters. You have a large sign that says Catalonia is an oppressed nation. Keyword there, nation, because you want it to be a nation. And also you're head to toe in red paint, which makes yeah. it look like you've just been attacked. But, uh, no, 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 no. So uh, kind of just for the people listening to this, you're quite striking. You forgot it's a metaphor. Is that the suffering of the people of Catalonia? The but pain. you haven't suffered any violence. This makes it look as if Spain is literally beating you. Yeah, metaphoric. Okay. Well, it does work because I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Juries, thank you for talking yeah. to me today and News Talk 1010 in Toronto. Do you have any lovely words for the people of Canada? Oh, Canada. I've been in Canada. I you love do. Canada. Oh, good. It's my, it's my second country. New Zealand first and Canada second. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I presume Spain is first, or should I say Catalan is first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, my friend. The problem in uh, Catalonia is because government of the Catalonia is uh, like to separate uh, Catalonia from Spain and have a new country. Yeah. But it's illegal because in the constitution, constitution of the Spain, it say it's not a permit a referendum. Yeah, illegal. Many people in this country is have uh, many relation with Catalonia and other places of Spain. Many families is uh, broke and fight for this uh, situation. Say. And it's not good. Catalonia is very important for Spain because it's got many industrial and a big port, many tourists. Historical is uh, uh, very important for Spain. Very good. Very good yeah. English as well. Thank you so yeah. much. That's very, very good of you. Thank you too. You're listening to Vinnie White live in Barcelona for News Talk 1010. And just a quick mention, because I know it's been quite negative listening to all these reports of all the violence and all the horribleness that is going on here in Barcelona. I just want to say one thing that I think is really important for North Americans to remember, and that's this. No matter what you read or what images you see about Barcelona today and the forthcoming day, no matter what you've listened to on this radio show and what I've talked about and how dodgy it could sound, let's not forget that no one, as far as I know, and I hope I'm right on this, no one was really hurt today outside a polling station. Uh, that was the whole thing. If you're in a polling station, if you put yourself at risk for whatever political belief, as the Catalonians are entitled to do, that was where the risk was. There were not muggings. There were not attacks. These were not terror-related. It was just pre police brutality practised completely unfairly on Catalonian people. It does not reflect on any trip that you could take or will take anytime soon. Spain is brilliant. Barcelona in particular is utterly exquisite. It has a beautiful beach, 
the food is exceptional. The people are so hospitable, Catalonians and the rest of the Spanish, no matter where you are in Spain. It is unbelievably safe. It's cheap. The wine's fantastic. You can come here from loads of different European countries for about 40 Canadian dollars, which is just an absolute giveaway. And when you're here, things are reasonably cheap and just incredibly tasty. They know how to party all night long. The history is surrounding me every day. Some of the most beautiful cathedrals, home, of course, of Gaudi, so an amazing park full of his weird and wonderful artworks, like a gingerbread house. Like you're permanently on LSD walking around looking at some of the architecture. Absolutely wonderful. Don't let people tell you anything else. The fact is that once every, well, I don't know, once in a lifetime, frankly, a bit of an event happens like this. And uh, you can just avoid it. I mean, there's tourists in town right now drinking a beer, safe as houses. So whatever you do, no matter what you read, do not let all that stuff put you off. Spain is safe, it's open for business, and it's fantastically wonderful. Y para mis amigos en España, muchas gracias para tu hospitalidad. Don't ask me to say anything else. Good evening, you're listening to News Talk 1010. My name is Vinnie White. This is The Vinnie White Show. You can download it if you like and listen to it as a podcast. If you want to go and grab it, you go to iTunes and type in Vinnie White. Vinnie's got a weird spelling. It's V-I-N-N-E-Y. White like the colour. Or Vinnie White, if you prefer me to attempt a Canadian accent and make a complete and utter dog's dinner of it. Vinnie White. Doesn't sound right. Um, okay, so what we're going to do now? Spam. That's what we're doing. Spam. What's it all about? Uh, I get quite a lot of it because I'm so rich and famous. Uh, I've got my own website and I'm so cool. Uh, totally. I take back the rich and famous bit, but I do have my own website, vinniewhite.co.uk. And because of that, I think I've got some sort of presence on the internet. And of course, like the rest of us, I occasionally get spam email. Spam. The proportion of spam email was around 80% of all email sent. And that was back in the first half of 2010. So it's probably even worse now. So if you're getting a lot of spam, don't worry, you're not alone. Later on, I'm going to introduce James Veach, a man who has the solution to spam. I think. So why are we talking about this? Well, I got a spam this week. It was Wednesday and it put a smile on my face. I'm going to read it to you now. It's my favourite ever spam. It's from John Kennedy, Mr. John Kennedy. I don't know if it's John F. Maybe uh, maybe he didn't get shot. Anyway, I got an email uh, on Wednesday, and here it is. This is from Mr. John Kennedy, my favourite spam. I'm John Kennedy, a citizen of American. You're not, are you? You're not. I'm, I'm already going to ask you not. But work at cruise ship located at London. Okay, I spend quite a lot of time in London. And um, last time I checked, very hard to get a cruise ship down the Thames. 
You've done well there. You've done very well. Moreover, I am single father of one son who is now 17 years old. Okay, well done. I really interested to know you more after I came across your email ID. Then I decided to get in contact if you would like to get to know each other. Uh, go on, tell me more. Tell me about yourself, I'm thinking at this point. So I read on and the spam delighted me with even more information. We could know each other and then get into good relationship or marry. Speedy, but you know, I like it. I do like people that are assertive. Uh, perhaps, my dear, it has been so long. I am searching a good patient human being like you to have a long time relationship or marry. Wait for the next bit. Even a business proposal. Okay, thanks. So you're going to marry me and we could be business partners. I am in. So if you are interested, get back to me immediately so that we can learn more about each other. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mr. John Kennedy. I, well, listen, I mean, I didn't think I was gay, but uh, I, am, I am more than willing to flip having read that. So, uh, you know, I am putting a call out to Mr. John Kennedy. I am ready for you, baby. And gay marriage is legal, and I will embrace you into my warm, soft arms. My best spam. Now then, let's go to James Veach. He has a solution. This is James Veach with a solution to spam. People say we live in an age of information overload, right? I, I don't know about that, but I just know that I get too many marketing emails. I got uh, a marketing email from a, a supermarket firm, which uh, will remain nameless for predominantly legal reasons, but which I'm going to call uh, Safe Mart. <laughs> I got an email from them, and it said, it went like this, it said, um, just three weeks until Safe Mart at King's Cross opens. And I resented this, because not only do I not remember signing up to that, but I, I resent the fact that they appear to think that I should be excited about a shop opening. So what I did is I, um, I scrolled down to the bottom of the email and I pressed uh, unsubscribe. And I thought that'd be the end of it. But a week later, I got another one that said, just two weeks until Safe Mart at King's Cross opens. And I thought, well, obviously, I haven't clicked hard enough, right? So I, I tried it again, right? Lo and behold, a week passes, you guessed it, just one week until Safe Mart at King's Cross opens. And here's the problem. The internet gave us access to everything. But it also gave everything access to us. You know, I think right, it's hard enough to discriminate between the things that genuinely matter in this world and you know, the minutiae of life without having emails about supermarket chains and Candy Crush saga. And I was really annoyed with them, and I thought, OK, I should just... I was about to write a strongly worded email, which I can do quite well. <laughs> and I thought, no, I'm going to find the game. So I replied to it, and I said, I literally cannot wait. What do you need from me? <laughs> they go back to me, this guy called Dan said, Hi, James, I've asked a colleague to help me with your query. <laughs> like it needs help. I said, what's the plan, Dan? I'm thinking fireworks, bouncy castle. I'm not sure what you mean. I said, I'm just tremendously excited about the opening. Do you want to put the bouncy castle, or shall I? 
He said, I, th- I think you have misunderstood. <laughs> a new store is opening, but there is no celebration plan. I said, but what was all the three weeks until two weeks until emails? I was getting excited. <laughs> I'm sorry you're disappointed. <laughs> I said, not to worry. Let's do something anyway. <laughs> Besides, the deposit on the bouncy castle was non-refundable. <laughs> If we don't use it, we're out a few hundred quid, Dan. He said, "Mr. Veach, I'm not responsible for anything you've ordered." I said, "Let's not get into who did what." <laughs> Bottom line, you and I are in this together. <laughs> Question: Would he be there to make sure people take their shoes off? <laughs> Now, I'll be honest. Then my relationship with Dan deteriorated somewhat because the next email I got was this: "Thanks for your email. Your case number is." Oh, it's outrageous! I said, "Dan," and I got. And I was just like, "This is this is terrible. All I'm doing is collecting case numbers." I said, "I said, D Dog." The store is now open. I said, "But Dan, I must have wondered why there was no." Bouncy Castle, and so uh, what I did is I have a little uh, I have a little um, uh, email auto replier program, and what I did is I set it up so every time it receives an email from SafeMite, it just pings one back, right? So I set it up and it, it says, "Thanks for email. Your case number is," and then it has a little formula that I wrote uh, to up the case number every time, and I put it on the server and set it running. I'll, I'll be honest, guys, then, then I forgot about it. <laughs> I checked back on it the other day,、uh, and it appears、um, there being a number of emails going、uh, back and <laughs> we're on twenty-one thousand four hundred. It gives me an immense sense of satisfaction to know that these computer programs are just going to be pinging one another, you know, for, for eternity. Thank you. I don't know why they think this problem's suddenly going to go away just because they've decided that they're going to police the polling station and not allow people to vote on the referendum that they've organised. So, like, 
it's not going to happen. Basically what will happen, as far as I can see, is that these people aren't going to be allowed to vote, so they'll do another referendum soon. Or perhaps the Catalonian uh, regional government will say, well, you know what, we counted enough votes and we can see from this that um, clearly people want to leave, so we're now going to organise being our own country, sovereign nation and doing all the things that we have to do to leave Spain. So either way, Spanish government isn't going to win. There's no way this problem is going away. That was my thoughts here in Barcelona earlier on today, and it's got a lot worse since then. Bit of a war zone out there, so it's just me nursing the minibar in a studio. Tough life, tough life. Let's talk about spam again and put Spain to bed for a minute. Thank you so much, by the way, to Colleen, who emailed me to say, Vinny, you think you get a lot of bad spam? Then check this out. And she forwarded me an email that she got recently as a spam. It dates back about a month ago. One of my favourite spams. I really love it. Good work on this one. It's uh, from some weird random address that's incredibly long. And it says, hello, my friend. I'm ready to kill myself and eat my dog. Why don't you look at the medicine prices here? And then there's a hyperlink. It says, they're very good prices. Look, the site. My dog and I are still alive. Smiley face. Nice spam. Good spam. Good work there. Great writing skills. Love what you did. Um, now, we've talked about Spain. We've talked about, the, we've talked about Edmonton. We've talked about Donald Trump. And we've talked about spam. But have we talked about photos on canvas? Well, then you can have one. If you're in Toronto and you want a cheap canvas from a company that's definitely not in any way affiliated with me, then why not go to mrphotocanvas.com? That's mrphotocanvas.com. Mmm, nice and tasty canvases. Actually, you don't eat them. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, sexy looking canvases. Well, it depends on the subject matter that you print, but you get the idea. They're just really good. Oh, good quality canvases. Go to mrphotocanvas.com. Have a look at the instructions on the site and the unbelievable cheap prices. Oh, actually, and also, since I'm really doing the plug, they are really cheap because they're 50% off if you come and pick up your canvas. And if you do that, pay on pickup. Oh, my God, I might as well give them away. The solution in Toronto for canvas printing, your artwork, your photos on canvas. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, hang on. That guy's got that slogan. Oh, yeah. I can't use that one. Um, you know the guy that ran... If you're, if you're listening in Toronto, you'll know it's the guy that um, seems rather obsessed with greed, but um, he, he tends to sort of jangle jewellery. And as he does it, he says, oh, yeah. I can't actually remember what it's advertising. Oh, yes, I can, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to give him free advertising. Speaking of which, would you like to buy some advertising? Go to iHeartRadio.ca and follow the links. You can advertise on News Talk 1010. Very corporate, that, wasn't it? Very, very corporate. All right, well, I think I'm going to say sayonara, uh, or at least hasta luego, hasta mañana. No, hasta próximo semana. See you next week. I don't know how you speak Spanish, evidently. I'll be back on your radio 9 o'clock next week to uh, insert some sort of nonsense quite abruptly into your ears in a slightly opposing way. You've been listening to News Talk 1010. You can, indeed as I already banged on about, download the podcast at vinniewhite.co.uk, but I'd rather you carried on listening to News Talk 1010. David Eddy's next, he's fantastic. And there's all kinds of other, I nearly said DJs, but they're not really DJs, announcers that you should tune into, like John Moore, Jim Richards, and all of them peeps. Okay? All right, always a pleasure, never a chore. I will stay alive, you try and do the same. Speak to you next week. Ta-da for now.
forward line. This is completely unofficial. There's no planned route. I'm getting out of it. Because it's completely unofficial. There's no planned route. What that means is no one knows where it's going to go. So it's, it's snaking through all the tourist quarters. And there's a lot of very bemused people that have only been here for a couple of days thinking, what the hell is this? <laughs> 